Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Seven minutes after the hour. Brian, I'm going to ask you to uh, come in here, unless you've got the same video on your computers that I do. I don't think you do. I didn't see it up there. I can turn it on, I believe. Can you turn this view on that I'm looking at here? It looks like uh, it looks like uh, the business loop and 63 where that new road is. Okay. Can you do you recognize it? Do you recognize the intersection? They've put all kinds of new cameras and monitors in here, uh, and it's almost like a television studio. They've got these bright lights, cameras all over the place. And we now have a feed in here. Among other things, I can see the MoDOT camera. I'm looking at the 63 Interstate 70 uh, interchange. All right. So is that exactly where that is, 63 and 70 interchange? I believe so, yeah. If so you're if looking we were, at the same one I am. There's a, a black pickup truck yes. and then a white uh -huh. SUV and yep. then a, a gray van. Yep. So if we were to say to anybody that's there to stick your hand out the window and wave uh, on the driver's side, we would know if... Uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh huh. That would be fun, <laughs> but I don't know exactly how. What in? Yeah, I don't know. What we can do this because I'm not sure exactly what view we're getting. I know what intersection. I'm just not sure of the view. But if we could identify that, that would be fun, wouldn't it? Yeah. Have people just when you get to that light, stick your hand out the window and wave on the driver's side, and we'll see. We'll see what we're reaching. Anyway, all right, that was just an aside. I thought it'd be a fun kind of thing to do because they're new toys and I want to play. <laughs> and I'm, I just love electronics. All right, let me get to this. Um, I'd never heard of this. It's called orthorexia. Orthorexia. And they're looking at whether or not it's actually a mental disorder. As more people become obsessed with clean eating. I'm looking now, I'm looking to see if anybody, any hands come out of windows, Brian. <laughs> see if <laughs> people, there'll be a phenomenon at every intersection. Uh, anyway, uh, in an obsession with clean eating, a bona fide mental disorder, is it uh, deserving of its own diagnosis? A flurry of new studies and reviews is breathing new life into so-called orthorexia nervosa. Loosely defined as a pathological fixation on eating pure foods. At its extreme, adherents shun all sugar, all carbs, all dairy, all meat, and animal products. They, uh, they shun gluten, starch, pesticides, herbicides, and anything that isn't natural, organic, and clean. What does that leave you with? What what what's left to eat when you've taken all the fun out of it? Um, phenomenologically, and by the way, that is uh, that is one hell of a word to read. Yeah, it is. Phenomenologically, orthorexia seems real enough, even though it may be culturally bound. It may have an upcoming expiration date. Said an associate professor at the University of Sciences in a uh, medical uh, uh, humanities journal. Um. It lures, uh, it, 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 people just won't eat anything that doesn't, ha do you know anybody like that? Uh-uh, nope. No? The, is there anything that you avoid? Sardines. No, but I mean like, uh, do you do you avoid GMOs? No. No, I, I don't either. I think that's I, overblown you know, that and labeling silly. is 
so silly that, you know, you walk up to a little freezer compartment now and it's like, no GMOs. Like, well, okay. Good for you. Uh, yeah. Uh, do you know anybody who suffers from this? Anybody that won't eat gluten, starch, foods that have had, uh, you know, like fruits or vegetables that have had uh, pesticides on them or herbicides? Anything that's, you know, won't eat anything unless it's organic or clean? Do you know anybody like that? 874-9390-800-529-5572. Can you imagine what a pain it must be? I'll bet those people are all skinny. I'll bet they're all like skinny connected gas pipes because they <laughs> they can't find anything that's that they can eat. Uh, memes, pictures of healthful and colorful meals and tan muscular bodies and yoga uh, poses, enthusiastic product endorsements and sage dietary and living advice um, proliferate in unknown numbers, evangelizing the populace into the gospel of health. Do you know anybody that... I don't, but I, I do have a question about... Do you know anything about gluten? N not a whole lot, but I, I know that if you really are allergic to gluten, it's rare. Well, we never had these allergies when you and I were growing up, and they never were forced to put labeling on products that you know, contains gluten. It's like I... You know, just a couple of years ago, heard about gluten for the first time. They're like, yeah, it's bad. You shouldn't consume that if it's got gluten in it. And No, but it is good. Well, I I don't know anything about it. You know, starch, it's always in, like, spaghetti and pasta and stuff like that. Is it bad for you? You know, I, I suppose in large quantities, anything is bad for you. But now these people seem to be, like, avoiding it altogether, and that can't be healthy. Yeah, I, there is a malady associated with uh, uh, a body's inability to, to digest gluten. I don't remember what it's called, but it's very rare. Probably 99 plus percent of the population can eat gluten without any problem at all. It's like some people are allergic to dairy. Almost everybody can have dairy. Right. Cheese and milk and all that stuff, ice cream. But there's a small population that can't. Uh, but there are people out there who just won't, they just won't eat this stuff. They're afraid of it or something. I, I, I think they think they're going to live forever if they can just eat the right foods. Or they think, well, more cancers uh, today than there used to be or something like that. I, I don't know what their fear is. So I would love to hear from some of these people who are afraid to eat everything. Um. There's a, a Gwyneth Paltrow wrote a book called The Clean Plate, Eat, Reset, Heal. Promotes super clean eating. Um, it means no alcohol, no caffeine, no dairy, um, tomatoes, uh, eggplant, processed foods, red meat. Those are all like toxic triggers to them. By the way, as an aside, and this is the next story, is that they're thinking... Uh, the next syntax could be on red meat. That's the global warming people. All right. Let me go to the phones and find out what, uh, if anybody knows anybody that's in this clean eating mode. I got a buddy of mine up in Syracuse that, you know, he, he won't eat GMOs. He's deathly afraid of some of this stuff. And I got another friend that won't, that's, you know, doing the gluten thing. 
And if you ask him, do you feel better? Oh, yeah, I feel a lot better. Okay. Barb, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? I'm doing great. I think the term you're looking for is celiac. Yes, yes. Celiac disease. Yes, and I can't eat gluten. I can't eat dairy, but it's not by choice. (laughs) Yeah, it's a rare malady you suffer from. Yeah, and I don't totally have celiac, but I have enough intolerance that I can't eat these things. Now, I have autoimmune diseases, and some way, I'm sure it's all tied together. Yeah, but uh, there's a difference. If, if you've, been, you've been diagnosed with celiacs? Gluten intolerance. They said it hasn't moved quite into celiac, but if I continue to eat gluten, it will. All right, so you've been diagnosed with an honest-to-God right. disease. or right. and, But, but these... These people are not. There's nothing wrong with them. They're just doing it because they think they'll somehow live longer or healthier. It's bad for a lot of people. Um, can you still yeah. eat? Can you still eat steak? Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> good. Because if that if it comes to the point where you can't eat meat, well, find a train and step in front. <laughs> uh, I've, I've had to cut back on the amount of beef I eat, but uh, a lot more fish in the diet. But still. Um, you know, some of the things that other people are allergic to, I'm not. All right. Barb, thank okay. you. I appreciate okay, it. Thanks. Thank, glad to have you in the Gary Nolan Show. See, that's different than somebody who just says, for no good reason, you know, I've decided I'm going to eat clean. And then they start avoiding all the good stuff. <laughs> Roy, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Good morning, Gary. Yes, sir. I have had diabetes for many years. And the crazy people will always go to extremes. You can just, they're going to be crazy. They're going to go to extremes. But if there's something that I need to avoid in my life, it's high fructose corn syrup. And it is in everything. And I read my glucose measurements three times a day when I'm, when I'm good. And there is a huge difference between that high processed sugar, not quite sugar, fructose, and and just natural sugar. Yeah, but the, you see, again, you've been diagnosed with diabetes. Yes, so you have to I avoid this. But you're not you're not saying, well, arbitrarily. Uh, uh, I've just decided I'm never going to eat sugar. I'm never going to eat uh, gluten. I'm never going to eat uh, GMOs. I'm never. You're exactly correct on that, and yet I mention this because. The doctors that I was seeing initially told me sugar was sugar, and however I got my calories, it didn't matter. What I told you is something I've experimented on my own body and learned, okay? Mm-hmm. I am sensitive to high fructose corn syrup, and if I want to keep my blood sugars down, the best thing I can do is minimize the amount of processing that goes into uh, the food I eat. And gloriously, that means a steak from the ranch is absolutely approved of. <laughs> yeah, don't don't let them take away the steak, buddy. Grass don't let them Missouri take... beef. Okay, thank you, thank Roy. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Hey, Ann, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Well, thank you. Um, years ago, I had a friend who uh, suddenly became very ill, and it took, I, as I recall, maybe, and this this we're talking like 35, 40, no, 40 years ago. Bottom line, he had celiac disease, and it was discovered really in this sudden onset. 
And then there was a, a woman here in town, uh, Mrs. Gerard, and uh, she was a writer. She had a column in the Tribune, and she wrote some books. A long time Boone County resident, and our family went way back to the Boones. But anyway, she had celiac disease, and she wrote about it. And gluten is darn near everywhere. It's and these people, it can kill them, literally kill them, if if they get gluten and they become they they become terribly ill. Anyway, there's gluten in canned soup. I can't remember all the things she listed, but she, um, an organization I'm in, we were honoring her one time, and uh, she was coming. It was a luncheon meeting, and um, one of the women fixed a plain chicken breast and plain steamed broccoli, and uh, we used to meet at the old country club. And the, she talked to the club about it, and they let her bring this food in for Mrs. Gerard. Yeah, but, well, see, again, she was diagnosed. <clears throat> yeah, oh, yeah. Well, now, do you know about Gwyneth Paltrow? Yes. <laughs> and her cookbook. And yes, her, the clean plate. Uh, and, and, and she's real big on gluten-free. I don't know. I, well, she's just one of those Hollywood kooks, as far as I'm concerned. Yes, I, I concur 100%. <laughs> All right, Ann. Thank you. Glad You're to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. David, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Hey, um, I just wanted to let you know that um, uh, Roy was absolutely correct. Uh, don't don't even think about counting on the doctors to tell you what's going on. I spent thousands of dollars with, with uh, doing the upper GI and the whole, you know, uh, ha half day off work kind of thing. You're going in and getting them to try to diagnose why I had debilitating acid reflux i mean just horrid and uh, i mean i'd have to pull over in my car so bad uh you know just like somebody is driving an ice pick into your stomach you know or into your into your like you know in, in between your uh, your stomach and your throat you know and uh i found out it was it was bread gluten as soon as i stopped it uh they you know what the doctor told me to do do my previset and shut the hell up that's what he told me to do. well there are <laughs> do, bad do doctors twice a day, you know, and, and you'll be fine. And it turns out that that stuff uh, causes memory loss. I'm and, sorry. You know, all the, the Prevacet that people are gobbling down. So uh, I would I would caution people against, you know, everybody's like, oh, gluten-free, ha, 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 you know. Well, I'm telling you, gluten is a lot worse for you than you think it is. And bread, it the is. amounts of bread and gluten that's in everything is far worse than, than people think it is. When I stopped it, I lost 50 pounds. You cut out I carbohydrates mean, is what you did. I cut out carbs, cut out soda, no more, you know, uh, none of that. And uh, I feel a thousand times better. But, it, you know, Could your acid re uh, you, you, how many pounds did you lose? 50 pounds. You know, I'll bet your acid reflux was due to your weight. If you're overweight, no. you increase the uh, likelihood see, of acid I, reflux. See, I, I don't have, like, celiac disease or anything. So I'm, I'm just telling you. Right, I, 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 I got 10 seconds, so I've got to let you go, David. I'm sorry. D David, I, I, the clock is going to in four seconds. I got to go. All right. Um, I'll, I'll explain what I was talking about next. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. 26 minutes after the hour. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. All right, Brian, you know what you can do is look up uh, gluten. Just look it up on, on uh, and see if you can get a definition. Okay. And because I think it's been around forever. Uh, what well, I was trying if to it's been around forever, people weren't affected by it. 
you know. Well, people with celiac were, disease were, were affected by it. But most people, I don't think, have any problem with It just with seems gluten. like, oh, gluten, it's really bad. But, but know, it's not. I don't know. To I, some people it is. Yeah, the, the people who have celiac or maybe some other uh, allergy to it. Uh, but you can get acid reflux because you're overweight. That can cause acid reflux. You know, maybe, uh, and I'm not diagnosing this guy, and I'm not questioning his own self-diagnosis. I'm just saying, uh, you know, he lost 50 pounds. You know, if you're 5'9 and 250 pounds, that could make the difference between having acid reflux and not. So, that you know, it might be that he, he quit eating refined carbohydrates, lost all that weight, ended his problem, and... And and you know everything is everything is fixed. I don't know, but this this gluten free craze is um, for the most part unnecessary. Most people can eat gluten foods with gluten in it, which I think is just natural byproduct of making something with wheat. Um, and there's probably nothing to fear. Anyway, uh, let me move on because there is more. Oh yes, there is more. Meat, they said in this article at Accounting Today, could be a target for higher taxes given the criticism of the industry's role, are you ready for this, in climate change, yeah, I knew it was deforestation coming. and animal cruelty, according to a report uh, by Fitch Solutions uh, Macro Research. The idea is still at its infancy and faces a lot of opposition from farming groups, but it's emerging as a trend in Western Europe. If taxes gain traction, it could encourage more people to switch to poultry or plant-based protein and help drive the popularity of meat substitutes. Now, let me tell you, you're thinking to yourself as I'm reading this, and I know you are, that's not going to happen. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. I've seen this this uh, unfold in front of my eyes over and over again in this country where we start, you know, we, we reject an idea out of hand because it is incredibly stupid. And then slowly but surely, it, usually it's the left, begin to glom onto it and it starts to build momentum and then it passes in California or some part of California. And then it spreads to the rest of the state. And then it goes to the other progressive liberal states. And the next thing you know it, they're in Missouri saying, we got to tax meat now. <laughs> it will happen. Uh, boy, got less than a minute, so I don't want to... If, if I grab any phone calls, look, folks, uh, if you want to chat about this, hang on, we'll get to you right after the news. Because it, it's not fair to have to cut you off. I had to cut off that last caller because we ran out of time. Uh, but in any case, I'm just warning you, they will, there will be a push. You know, and I don't know if it starts in Modesto, California, or Berkeley, or where, but it will happen. And it'll be all because of man-made global warming, allegedly. It's going to be a load of hooey. It's going to be what? But you mark my words for it. It will happen in this country. They will tax meat. Syntax on meat. All right. Your calls on gluten, we'll take those next. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network.
This is the Gary Nolan Show. 35 minutes after the hour, if you just turn the radio on, we've been talking about gluten-free and these people who apparently are afraid to eat everything and anything. But before we get to them, I'm going to do a quick um, uh, side, uh, uh, a quick aside here. Because there is a trial going on right now, uh, and, and it deals with uh, caring on campus at the university. And Dale Roberts, uh, who is, uh, in addition to being an attorney, has sat on the bench, as, uh, and, and he is watching the trace in there. He's been listening to the opening arguments, and I'm dying to find out, uh, you know, get a recap. And so he'll explain this uh, and tell us what's going on. Let me... Uh, Let's see where is he at? He is there, I think. Yes, there's Dale. Uh, all right, Dale. Good, mor- Good morning, sir. Good morning. So, this is about c- carrying on campus uh, here at the university. Yes, sir. This is a case that was originally found by Professor De Barandes, who is a tenured law professor who teaches Second Amendment law at the university's law school. And since then, the uh, state of Missouri attorney general intervened and sort of took over the case on his behalf. You've been listening to the opening arguments? Yes. And in the opening arguments, the plaintiff on behalf of the state of Missouri and Professor Barandes has raised the issue that, you know, A, this is a complete ban on firearms on campus. In other words, a complete restriction of a citizen's constitutional right to keep and bear arms. And Article 1, Section 23 of the Missouri Constitution expressly states that any restriction to the right to keep and bear arms must be subjected in court to strict scrutiny. And it's a legal term of art that basically says the court must exercise the most demanding standard and it will will require the university to demonstrate a compelling interest um, to justify, uh, you know, such a restrictive ban. And the, the university also must prove that their ban is narrowly tailored, to basically, to do as little damage as possible. Um, and strict scrutiny also suggests the burden of proof is shifted from the plaintiff, uh, Professor Barandas, and the attorney general to the defendant, which is, of course, the University of Missouri. So the university must demonstrate that it is using the least restrictive means to achieve their goal of campus uh, safety and and justify this wholesale prohibition of, of a constitutional right. And as a side out, I was interested to see uh, Professor Moon Choi is here as a witness today. What? The, so, go ahead, Gary. So, what was the uh, what was the argument? that was being made by uh, the university? How, how did they present it? Was it plausible? Uh... Uh, well, I, you know, I'm a little bit biased. I'm a Second Amendment guy, um, but I'm a lawyer, and I do try to scrutinize both sides of the argument. Um, the university, the, the, the issue came up that the university allowed campus carry until the 60s when they implemented this rule. Um, the university argues that this is not a complete ban because police officers are allowed to carry on campus. Um, the university says they have to do this in order to prevent violent crime on campus. And they're also concerned about the theft of firearms on campus, although the evidence shows that thefts 
property taxes on campus are actually lower than in the general public. Um, and the university also argues that they're worried about target acquisition, that if there's a shooting incident, the university police officers won't know if the person with a gun is a person with a concealed carry or if it's the bad guy. And of course, to that, I think, well, you know, I think your officers are trained better than that. And again, that's no different than what happens in the general public, which means, in other words, it doesn't justify the ban on campus because their situation is no different than the situation everywhere else. Um, and, and the response from the uh, plaintiff is, was that or was that? Well, the the plaintiff hasn't had a chance to respond to that yet. They did their opening argument uh, that I just described. Um, the the defense for the University of Missouri did their opening argument, and the judge called for a brief recess, and then we'll go back and start hearing witnesses. Um, basically, the plaintiff, uh, Professor Brandes, and the Attorney General for the state of Missouri are saying, at the very least, uh, we should allow Trump storage on campus. And then the next step up is if I drive onto campus with a firearm, I should be allowed to get out of my car and put it in the trunk, you know, sort of a public transfer. And then the ultimate request is they should at least allow concealed carry for faculty and staff. And they they uh, explain that they will have a witness who is uh, an expert witness who has done a study where students have said while they're while the students may be concerned about other students with firearms students actually feel safer on campuses where faculty and staff may be armed so it's looking very interesting all right you're going to keep us surprised right I certainly will. I doubt we'll have a, a break again before lunch but I may give you an update for tomorrow all right that sounds good Thank you, sir. Good to talk to you. Dale Roberts, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. He is also, of course, the head of the CPOA uh, Police Officers Association here in Columbia. All right, back to gluten. Uh, let's go to Garrick, I think, is uh, first in line on gluten. I'm sorry, what? Garrick. Good, good morning. How are you? Uh, good morning, Garrick. I'm well, thank you. Good. Well, I am no expert on gluten, but I do have a wife that has celiac disease. And I'm a food service manager at Great Circle here in town, and we have children every once in a while that come through with gluten intolerances. Uh -huh. And gluten itself, oh please don't concern about is is found in wheat, barley, and rye. Right. And it's just as the name constitutes gluten. It is the glue that binds the enzymes together. Makes the dough doughy. Right. Exactly. Gives it, gives it its stretch. And you won't really find that in rice and other grains um, because it's a different type of gluten, and it will break down. Uh, for instance, if you put rice in wa uh, water and you boil it and you boil it and you boil it, eventually you're going to have mush. But if you take the rice, barley, and rye and you boil it and you boil it, it'll still look like rice, barley, and rye. And the problem that people have that have celiac disease or gluten intolerance is in the intestinal wall linings, you have uh, hair-like follicles in there that help in the digestion of the gluten and the protein, the vitamins and minerals and stuff that's in food. And a person that has celiac disease or gluten intolerance does not have those hair follicles. And so consequently, if they eat stuff with gluten in it, it does just what you think it might do. It runs straight on through. And they're within, in the bathroom within about an hour if they have a true gluten intolerance. Right. So, but it is not I, it, it, it is not um, so ubiquitous a disease 
that most people have to avoid gluten? No, no. Matter of fact, there's been several studies that show that people who don't have a gluten intolerance, they're actually um, hurting themselves by not eating gluten because that glue is still there and it'll help it bind to those hair follicles, which will give the body time to digest the, the vitamins and minerals that are in the food that we eat. Okay. So, Thank uh, you. People with celiac disease and gluten intolerance have a, 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 a terrible time of getting their proper nutrients and minerals simply because of that, because food is kind of just passing through the system and it doesn't get digested very well in the in the intestinal walls. How do they test for that? Do you know? Did, did your wife tell you what? How... <sighs> well, it's it's <laughs> it's a blood test, but that blood test usually people that are gluten intolerant or gluten and gluten sensitive, they, they have to go back on gluten for a while and then it's a blood test and they can they can tell by the enzymes in the blood whether or not you have celiac disease. And most people when they they switch to gluten free foods and they find out that they don't have the upset stomach, they're not having to go to the bathroom anymore, they don't ever want to go back to gluten. Right. So there's a lot of undiagnosed professionally undiagnosed people out there that uh, uh, have gluten intolerances and celiac disease. So, Garrick, thank you. That's the way you test for it is a blood test. I appreciate the You're call. Welcome. Thank you for sharing. You have a great day. You too. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. So most people, most people are not allergic to it uh, and don't have celiac and can eat gluten. And if you're just deciding you're going to you know, avoid it, you're wasting your money. You can do that. I have no objection to it. I'm just telling you you're wasting your money. Joe is on the line. Joe, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? Uh, not too bad, Gary. Hey, I'd like to hear uh, Dr. Gruender talk about some of this stuff next time you have her on. I think that'd be pretty interesting. Um, but I'll tell you what, on this clean eating thing, my wife and I started doing this. She started like five years ago, and I started three years ago, and it has been unbelievable. I mean, I've lost 80 pounds myself yeah. in that time and had no problem keeping it off. Of course you but, lost 80 pounds. You can't eat anything. Well, no, that's not true, we, it, it, but it does. It, it cuts out the carbs and a lot of processed sugars and stuff. Our rule, just to simplify this and, and not, you know, go all Gwyneth Paltrow on you, our rule is if you, cannot, <laughs> if you can't pronounce one of the ingredients, don't eat it. So, you know, you pick up a Twinkie and you can't pronounce about half the words on that, but you got a big steak on your plate, that's, that's a whole different story. So, And so along those lines, you should also learn to... Uh, pronounce the word erythritol but uh, other than that it's it's actually pretty easy to keep up on um but uh my wife is actually she is kind of afraid of this gmo thing she doesn't eat any grains because of that not because of the gluten and none of us have celiac disease or anything like that but she just believes that they've been so genetically modified that they're bad for you i don't have that same fear so i don't mind mind eating grains so gluten doesn't seem to be bothering us but i'll tell you what since we have cut out the processed foods and the processed sugars, um, neither one of us has been significantly ill. She in five years and me in three years. I mean, not even the you flu get, and, and barely even a cold. Yeah, I believe you get rid of those uh, uh, refined carbohydrates and you're going to be in much better shape. All right, Joe, yeah, thank they you. Tax meat. If they tax meat, we're hurt. Oh, yeah, I'm in trouble too then, <laughs> Joe. Thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. All right, I have some terrifyingly terrible, terrible news. Brian? Oh, no. Break out the Squaw Warren music. Okay. It's the Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. 52 minutes after the hour. <laughs> Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Well, Brian cues up some 
uh, important and appropriate music for some ugly news. I'm going to go to the phones and chat with uh, David, I guess, about dieting. David, welcome. How are you? All right. So suddenly humans are intolerant of gluten, which (laughs) we, yeah, for 2,000 years, possibly more than that, um, we can't tolerate that. Yeah, well, there are some people who really can't, and I, and I appreciate it. they've got a no. Celiac, I do understand that, but it's, most it's a celiac of us disease. Most people have no problem with that. Correct. Arr. Yeah. Well, you know, it's if people feeding into this idea, Gwyneth Paltrow, who also suggested placing a jade egg in a nether region. <laughs> <laughs> to cleanse the yeah, no, evil spirit. Yeah, um, they're wackos. I'm just, but, <laughs> just they're just nuts. Yeah, dude, d- I, we are not non-engineered to consume anything on this planet. No. We can eat anything. Well, it's just. The way it works, almost anything, but we certainly can eat grains. Well, yeah, we might get poisoned by things, but that's how uh, all those entities before us figured it out. Yep, they but didn't. We're know. not, we're not getting poisoned by our food. No, I don't think by so. Any I don't think so either. David, thank you for the call, buddy. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Absolutely right. Uh, 54 minutes after the hour. Boy, i got to get to the story, but Steve is on the line on food. Steve, welcome. Glad to have you in the Gary Nolan Show. The problem that they're seeing with the wheat, there's a book written by a cardiologist called Wheat Belly, and he blames almost all modern, all auto, modern autoimmune diseases on modern wheat. Up until the 40s or 50s, wheat had, I don't know, four or six chromosomes, but when they developed these high-yielding wheats uh, in the 50s and the 60s that uh, Norman Borlaug got a, a Nobel Peace Prize for. They added chromosomes to it. And now wheat's got like, the modern wheat we eat now has got like 42 or 46 chromosomes. Yeah, I'm, I'm not buying it. Okay, I'm just, I, I'm, yeah. I understand, but when I did this, read the book, because my sister's a uh, nurse practitioner in a diabetes clinic, and one of her patients had lost 40 pounds and it took her off her insulin and my sister wanted to know how and she gave her this book. But I read the book and went off went off everything uh, either made or uh, fermented with wheat and, and I lost 140 pounds. And if I eat something with wheat now, arthritis flares up in my hands. Um, I don't have any digestion troubles. Um, but there's something to it, and I'm well, not... I would argue that if you're eating meat and green vegetables, things like that, fruits, you're going to be fine. Uh, yes, I, and well, I think I, you can also eat bread and pasta and those things, everything in moderation. You overdo it. But there again, I mean, I can I can have, you know, pull the topping off a pizza and just eat the topping, and within two days, my arthritis flared up in my hands and my knees, Um I, and there's a you can have a sensitivity to it without being celiac. 
Uh, you can be allergic, and you can have celiac. And I said both yeah. of those things earlier. All right. Yeah, Thank I know, you. but there, there's there's something to this book. Yeah, so. I'm not so sure that there's something wrong with weed. Thank you, Steve. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. All right. I um, I have some disturbing news to share with you, ladies and gentlemen. I know that most of you are going to want to throw up, but it's my job to pass on the bad news. Cherokee people. The incredibly uncharismatic Senator Elizabeth Warren, a.k.a. Squaw Warren, Wyalatha, has uh, shown up in new polling from YouGov for The Economist. And it shows Elizabeth Warren surging into a statistical tie with former Vice President Joe Biden. The poll shows Biden earning 21% support compared to Warren's 20% well within the margin of error. Ahead of Bernie Sanders, who is in third place at 16%, and Kamala Harris, who's down at 8 and uh, Robert uh, Francis O'Rourke and uh, Mayor Buttigieg, uh, Buttigieg. Uh, down at 5%, but the terrifying news is that she is in a statistical dead heat for first place to get the nomination to run for president. about this, Brian. Imagine for four years seeing her Oh no. Come out of the West Wing out to the uh, podium with the presidential seal <laughs> and promoting her socialist views. President Squaw Warren. Trying to give me nightmares, aren't you? Well, it's a possibility. If this if if this doesn't, you know, the economy doesn't hang on, that's what you're going to get. If the economy doesn't hang on, short of somebody, some dark horse suddenly showing up, that's what you're going to get. All right. Why did this guy rob a bank? You're <laughs> not going to believe it. We'll share it with you next. Gary Nolan, Zimmer Radio Network. This is The Gary Nolan Show.